You know, we talk a lot about building virtual teams here on Build Your Team, but are there things that we can learn from the old school brick and mortar model? Absolutely. And my friend, Russell McKenzie, is joining me today to discuss some of those lessons that we can learn from the brick and mortar model that we can also take into the virtual model. Wait till you hear some of the things that he does and the way he does interviews. It's absolutely wonderful. As always, guys, we are brought to you by Client Attraction Pros. If you're a business owner who's ready to get your name out there and let the world know that you exist, we can help you through fantastic video marketing services. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Build Your Team. I have one of my friends today from down under of all places. Yes, Australia in the house, Russell McKenzie. And he's going to share with us some of his lessons and insights because he's a physio down under. Well, actually, let me let let me bring Russell in and let Russell, you tell us. Tell us about, about you and your business. Hey, thanks for for inviting me onto the show. Yeah, we're a, a, we're a, a physio practice uh, in Adelaide, South Australia. We have a variety of services. Personally, my, my bit uh, that I, I get into is headache and migraine mm-hmm. treatment, but we also have um, a Pilates studio, exercise area, run balance classes. We run Pilates classes. Wow. Um, you know, general physiotherapy across the board, so we really uh, cover a fair few areas yeah. yeah yeah that's great so you know one of the reasons i wanted to have russell on guys is because you know i talk a lot about working in virtual environments and building teams in virtual environments but russell has been building teams and i've watched him over the last year and a half two years building team for his local practice and some of you have asked me about that hey what about you know those of us who have brick and mortars and we need to have people come in and it can't all be virtual. Can we talk about some of that? So, Russell, uh, here, here's my my first question to you. Um, yeah. When it comes to building your team, right? As you started your practice, I'm assuming you started your practice and it was you and maybe your partners. Uh, what was it like when you were bringing in your first person? What were you going through? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. So we started in June of 2009, which was okay. a global financial crisis period, which was... Great time to start. Choice. Why not? Um, and time so, to do a pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's crazy, really. Uh, so we started then, and it was after about six months, uh, we brought on our first employee. So up until then, it had been me. And my wife, um, who okay. was really looking after the reception office manager running the place side of things. Uh, and then in about January, I think, of 2010, we brought in our first physio, uh, apart from me. And so I had known this person for a while. I'd worked with her before. I'd almost lined. Okay. I'd almost, we'd decided together that this was going to be the path that we'd follow, uh, which was... Um, which we're able to follow through on. But even though I knew her well, it was still a really, really hard thing to do because 
Hmm. Up until then, it had just been me and I and and my wife Toby. But as far okay. as looking after employees' um, happiness and welfare and making sure that they were um, supported and all those kind of things, I hadn't had to think about before. I hadn't been a manager before, wow, so it was yeah. a really yeah, it was a really a steep learning curve for me. Uh, so it was. It was an easy hire in that I'd already decided, we had already decided that's what's going to happen, but it was still hard. And and building up her workload was a, a gradual process too. So that came with <clears throat> pressures on me that I hadn't felt before. Yeah. So, and the, I guess the pluses were it, it reduced my workload, clinical workload, because she was taking some of the classes and that was good but it increased my workload in other ways. And I was learning. And so that that's um, a really common thing that, that I, I hear from people, right? That I hired my first person and my job got bigger, not smaller. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, exactly and right. I think for a lot of new businesses and when you're doing your first hire, that's a really unexpected reality. Mm. Right. Yeah, I guess you think, oh, this is going to make life so much easier. I'm going to cut my workload in half here. This is going to be great. And, and the reality yeah. isn't quite like that. Yeah. Um, and you've got to work through it. So my next question for you then would be, okay, so number one is, was there anything in particular that, that when your workload became harder that you had to focus on um, and learn through as a new manager and then, how did that change once you added the second, third, and fourth employee? That's a really good question. And I don't know that I learned my lessons quickly enough, to be honest. I, <laughs> I, I, really, I, I stumbled through that period. And, okay, fair enough. And, yeah, and it was. It took a while to... See, the thing that I was missing out on, and, and probably my biggest learning, uh, which I didn't learn until down the track when things started getting a little bit easy, was to have uh, systems and processes. Like everyone knows you've got to have systems and processes. I really didn't have them in place. Um, it was very much leaving things a bit to their own devices, like management by abdication rather mm -hmm. than delegation. Mm -hmm. And so... Yeah, there was a period of time where it was pretty hard and I think one of... The, Looking back, one of the things, one of the mistakes I made in bringing on someone that was a friend that I'd worked before is that there wasn't a really clear, I don't want to use the word hierarchy, but it is really, like as a business owner, we, I think we both considered ourselves to be at the same level. Uh. And, and that was a mistake in retrospect, and that was completely my mistake. And and so it ended. Oh, that created, I think, a few a few issues along the way. A few okay, a few frictions um, that maybe if I'd have established established that and ex established expectations better right from the start, it wouldn't have been a problem. So let me ask so, you this: on, on that note, would you say that if you had better processes, that would have helped with better expectations? Oh, absolutely, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, if we had if we had the processes, if we had the yeah expectations were upfront. I think that was the biggest thing, you know, in terms of how we worked. Mm -hmm. 
if if my expectations of her, but also of myself, I think I I was just going taking one day at a time. Really wasn't, you know. I was, I was learning how to be a business owner. I was learning right. how to be a manager. I was learning how to do all these things that I never learned about at uni. I knew how to be exactly. a business owner. I didn't know much beyond that. I was learning how to how to negotiate with the landlord. You know, all those things all at the same time. Oh, it's, yep. it, yeah. Yep. It, you know what I'm talking about? It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um, so one one thing that if I had my time again, I definitely would have done would have been try to change my mindset towards what I was doing with my first employee and think, well, I am the business owner. I do have certain expectations. These are what they are, and we've done it right from the start, and that would have avoided a whole stack of problems. Absolutely, and that that is so awesome. And you know, Russell, for everyone who watches me on a regular basis, knows I always talk about this. I say you've got to hire for fit first so often you want yeah. to hire for the the position and the talent you've got to hire for fit first and in order to understand fit you must first understand yourself because if Excellent. you don't know who you are and who you want to work with yeah then it's impossible to actually figure out when someone fits yeah. then after you hire for fit you've got to know what you want them to do and have as you said and i said all the time defined processes i'm the king of sops have yeah. your processes so they know yeah. what's expected so Absolutely. it's great that that you've had that and i mean for all of us it takes a while right mm. um i think your story is very much like so many others um and sure. and mine in, included when hiring um our first teams or managing our first teams, right? Yeah. But yeah. we grow, and that's the key, guys. Russell grew through it, and he got better. And and so so tell me now, where are you now from a management perspective? How big has your team grown, and what are some of the, 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 the challenges that you're facing now, and what are some of the things that you've done that have really supercharged your team so that they, they really can be great physios inside of your practice? Yeah. We've, we've got a team of uh, 10, including me now. So there's six therapists, five physios, a massage therapist, two reception staff, and uh, myself and, and my wife, Toby. So there's, there's the 10. So we've just gradually grown, grown that out over the years. And, and what you were just saying before is absolutely spot on these days and the way that we've ended up with the team that we've got, which is, I'm so proud of the guys that I work with. It's just, they're just fabulous and they've all got their own individual take on things, but we work so well together. The way that I've hired is, is on personality, is on fit. First and foremost, I couldn't agree with you more. Skills you can teach. Yep. <laughs> you can upskill people, but it, it, but if they're the wrong fit, and particularly in a face-to-face kind of role, in a healthcare yes. role, where it really does depend so much on your rapport with people and being able to get your message across, that's the only way to go. And one of the biggest mistakes I've made in the past is hiring based on CVs or mm-hmm. hiring under pressure to get someone into a role, and then you know you take yes. what you can get, and it's not a good way to do it. 
Sorry, I forgot what the whole question was. I went on off. No, 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 no. That's that's great. That's great. But but let me let me actually um pause there and and share something that I don't normally share e- either. I don't even look at CVs anymore. Okay, so like in our hiring process, which we've completely systemized, I don't because your CV is not going to tell me anything about your personality. Yeah, it's all about the communication, right? Yeah. And then I actually have someone else on my team who goes through CVs after I've decided which people I like. Yeah. Yeah, right. That's interesting. You know? And and it's like, yeah, because if you don't have the personality, I don't care what's on your CV. Yeah. Yeah. I don't care what your history is. I don't care how good you are. I I had that happen literally last week. Literally last week with someone we we were interviewing, and it was just like... Yeah, his CV is fantastic, but he's an absolute jerk. <laughs> yeah. And the relationship isn't going to last very long. No, no, <laughs> no yeah. he's and not going to fit. I quite, I quite like that because you're meeting someone and you're talking with someone and you're, you're sussing them out without being um, swayed at all by what happens to be on their CV as well. So, yes. you know, yeah, I like it. Maybe yeah. I'll do that in the future. I, I, I have to make sure people are registered <laughs> yes. and they're qualified. So I, yes. I, I like to see that little bit. <laughs> yes. But yeah. And so but let, it, let me, let me be, be, let me also be clear on that. So we do ask questions in uh, our, um, our job posts and, you know, your response back, right? Your cover letter or whatever has to answer those questions. So that's also big for me. And so, you know, like, for example, if I'm hiring an accountant and I want a CPA, you must, that's one of my questions. Are you a CPA? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I do cover yeah. sometimes, you know, those things in questions. Okay, good. So they qualify in that sense. But the fact yeah. that you work for some big firm and you're some great person and you've done, I don't need to know all of that right now. I just need to know who yeah. you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that. The last two people that I hired, my last three, four people that I hired, my process has been get them on the phone, have a chat, hey, let's go out for a coffee, and we go out for a coffee and, awesome. and sit down and talk. And, and, and Maddie and, and Lockie, who I hired recently, most recently, it was last year. Uh, we I remember when you hired them. You do you? Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah, we were in a bit of spot, bit of a spot. It was a bit tricky because we had two people that that left at more or less the same time for their own reasons. But they, yeah, it was just incredibly tough timing. And mm-hmm. uh, and I caught up with these guys, and we sat and we talked and we talked and we talked. And I'm the kind of guy if I go out with someone, I'm probably after 20 minutes, half an hour, okay, I'm I'm done, you know. But these guys. <laughs> Sounds really bad, doesn't it? But, no, yeah. it's the reality. Like you yeah. know when you don't like them. Yeah, yeah. But these guys, we were just talking and talking. I thought, oh, that's a pretty good sign. Very yeah. easy to talk with, very comfortable. And yeah. so my, my hiring process is a bit more like that uh, these days. Making sure they drink coffee first, that's important. Yes. Um, so you can work that out at the first meeting. And then... <laughs> And then just whether they're easy to talk with and you can build a rapport with them easily and and whether they have the same kind of values. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and there's that word values. Gotta 
when we're hiring for fit, another thing we look at is do they match on core values? Right? Exactly. I want to put a date stamp on this for anybody watching this in the future. It's 2022 right now, guys. And yeah. so we're still in the midst of the global pandemic. And Russell just said that last year, in 2021, when we were definitely in the midst of the global pandemic, for his local physical practice, he took people out and sat with them and had coffee to get to know them before mm. he hired them. Mm. When we're talking about fit guys, this is what we're talking about. And mm. you can't use the excuses sometimes of, oh, this is going on or, oh, that's going on. So I'll just hire anybody. That's what you mm. guys just heard Russell say. Mm. And yeah. so Russell, it leads me to an interesting question for you though, because you've done something that, um, I don't think I'm thinking back. I don't think I've ever had the experience of doing it. I'm really curious about because I've heard other people have really great success with this. You conducted your interview offsite. Yeah, well, that <laughs> that first meeting, I I didn't and I and what I said, it was an interview, but it wasn't an interview. So I said to the I said to both of the guys, "Hey, I just want to catch up for coffee. Nothing formal. This isn't an interview. I just want to catch up, have a chat." Mm-hmm. And it kind of was an interview in a, in a sense, but it wasn't. We still went ahead and did a formal interview in the practice afterwards. Okay. But, so it was really, there was no agenda uh, in terms of I didn't have any questions in particular that I was going to ask. I just wanted to see where the conversation went and just to see how good a fit they would be. So it wasn't an interview, but it was an interview, I suppose. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. So it wasn't like I went, I took them out and, and sat down and went through a bunch of questions. Mm. But that's that's awesome because it, it took them out of the environment and it gave you a chance to really see who yes. they are, right? Yes. Um, and sometimes as business owners, we get so rigid that, oh, it has to be done this way or it has to be done. That's the way everyone, but you said why? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I, I think that's awesome, man. Um, yeah. And... The proof is in the pudding. Yeah, yeah he's, he's had these two two people with him for almost a year now, mm. right? And not only yeah. has he had these two people with him, and it's not one of those things because and Russell and I talk, and, and so I know this. These aren't just two people that he has with him that he wishes he could get rid of, and he's like, "Why did I hire him?" He actually is enjoying having them on the team. Yeah, absolutely, they're great. They're, they're really, really good, and. And that's the thing that I'm the I'm the happiest about in in hiring this way is you get people on the team that you enjoy spending time with and and push you you know you're looking for I these days I'm looking for people that are better than me yeah that push push me and you know I'm not I don't know I think some people are a bit frightened and and as a business owner they want people to not be as clever as them or something like that I'm looking for people that are you know, a, a better than me and push me. Yes. And, uh, yeah, I love it. Yes. All right, guys, I hope that you actually heard what Russell just said. Okay, if you forget everything else, right? Forget Australia, forget his accent, forget physio, forget everything. I want you to hear that one point. You want to hire people who are better than you. That, that's the one thing to walk away with today. So often as business owners, and Russell, you're, you're saying this so well, 
We hire people and we want to be the big guy or the big woman in the room. Instead, put the spotlight on them. Hire better than yourself and your organization will propel forward at a rate that you can't even predict or stop. Would you agree with that, Russell? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and I've been been in that trap before of feeling like I have to posture and... (laughs) And and yeah, no, no, that's not right. Yeah, you know, I know better than you. But in reality, um, now I'm really comfortable with the thought of these guys know more than me on on all of these topics, and I'm really comfortable with it, and I'm grateful for it. And yeah, and I hope they continue to. You know, that it's it's really uh, liberating, really, for me to be yes. able to say, yeah, oh, it's great. I know that I'm not the expert on this. You guys are much better at it than me. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, Russell, I've got one more question for you. Mm. Okay. And that question is, my friend, being that you're in a physical practice and you see each other all day, every day that that everyone's working, right? How do you have fun with your team or and build team dynamic? One word, coffee. No, we 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 do. We have a very strong coffee culture in our in our practice. I supply the beans in the machine, and uh, yeah, and and good beans too. Uh, good beans. But good beans they must be, and it's got to be grown on demand. You, you, you can't have it ground already. You've got to grow on demand. We we have a um, yeah we do we have a strong coffee culture in our place. So that's one thing we we do. Um, and I think this is unique for physio practices. I don't know of anyone else that does, but we catch up twice a week, the physios, for an hour. And we have a little meeting. I'll pass on things that people need to know and we'll talk about stuff. And then we have a half an hour of professional development after that where it'll be me or one of the physios presenting. And there's something really good about that, just being in the same room, um, sharing ideas we have a bit of fun it's not all super serious and so i think that that definitely draws us together we're not just passing in the corridor all day long right so we we catch up that way we haven't done much catching up outside of work in person admittedly uh lately just with what's been going on but that's something that we we plan on doing more of um you know escape rooms and and things like that um, so uh, dinners, yeah. So that that's definitely part of the plan. But um, just the way that the culture of the place is, it means that we um, we do get a chance to sit down together at least twice a week as a group, and that's awesome. And share a coffee and and chat and and bounce ideas off each other. Um, so yeah, it's pretty fun, and and we've got a we've got a Facebook Messenger group that we just share random stuff on from time to time as well. Um, I think that's a small part of it as well. I think mm-hmm. it's the in-person part that really makes mm-hmm. a biggest difference. Yeah, good communication, and and guys, you heard that coffee. You know, he said it all in one word, coffee. And if yeah. you remember, even in his interview process, one of the first things was, "Do they like coffee? Because mm. if they don't, then you're not going to fit here." Right. And, you know, you you may say, oh, that's just silly, but that's part of who they are. That's part of their identity. And that's the the, the thing is for your business, 
you got to identify what's your identity. Yeah. What's your culture that everybody buys? And it may be something small and innocuous. It could be coffee. It could be bowl. It could be anything. Mm. Right? But it goes back as well to that, what you value. It goes back as well to what you value. Yeah. Well, would I, Russell. Would I hire someone that doesn't drink coffee? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. We might yeah, not see, get along with well, He has to say that for the recording, folks, because we can't discriminate. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. I don't, chai, chai latte, I draw the line at chai latte. But. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Russell, thank you, brother, for being here. Um, do me a favor, though. I, I know not everybody can get there, right? But for those of us who can, tell us again where you're located and the URL for your physio practice. Right. If you're passing through Adelaide, South Australia, <laughs> we're at Fulham uh, in, in Adelaide, kind of not far from the beach. It's a nice little spot, western suburbs of Adelaide. Um, and our URL is www.adelaidewestphysio.com.au. And uh, you'll it. find us there. Perfect. Russell, brother, again, thank you for being here. I really Pleasure. appreciate it. And hopefully we get to do this again soon. Yeah, that'd be great. Good on you. All right. Bye, everybody.